Welcome to the Daily Flow. I was asked a question, why is our definition of done so long? So the definition of done, I don't like to call like the checklist for how we do things around here. I used to say that because you might be including every single little thing in your process when you do that, but it does have the essential elements of how do we know that this work is done? I often ask people what's in their definition of done. Very curious to hear what's in your definition of done. And maybe while you just think about that, I just want to remind the audience about why this show goes out every day. So there's a website, agilewithukraine.com, and it's a collective effort by a community to raise money for life-saving equipment, for humanitarian and medical help. And if you're getting value from either watching this live or watching the recordings, particularly if you submit a question, we'd be delighted if you'd make a donation at agilewithukraine.com. So just want to remind you about that, okay? So why is our definition of done so long? In some cases, actually, it's not long at all. My most common experience is that when people, when I ask them what's in their definition of done, they say, we met the acceptance criteria. And there's a lot more to done than just meeting the acceptance criteria. This typically happens when there's a kind of a traditional approach to delivery and Scrum has been wrapped inside that approach. I often call it water, Scrum, fall. And in Waterfall, it's very professional and it's very good, lots of things, but it doesn't have a thing called a definition of done. So this concept is alien to Waterfall. So when people think of done, they think, oh, we just met the acceptance criteria. We just did what our customer is looking for, but we might be lacking transparency if we don't have additional criteria in there. And so what I often see as well is almost the opposite of that, where there's too much in the definition of done because, and I did this in the past myself as well in a large bank where I with others created an organizational definition of done, which was then inherited by the teams as a minimum that they would not have to rethink how to comply with financial regulations and so on. And we thought that was a good idea, but what that resulted in was essentially we had a very detailed definition of done. And it was so detailed that really people didn't remember what was on it. It probably was put on a confluence page or metaphorically stuck in a drawer. People forgot about it. And I often did mini audits, if you like, across groups of, say, 400 people just checking in. Do you even know the de- what the definition of done? Do you respect it? Do you continue to improve it? And I was told people to improve it, but actually they didn't even know what it was. So how can you improve your definition of done? if you don't even know what the one is that you have and if you don't even respect it. So there's no basis for continuous improvement in Scrum, at least if you're not using your definition of done. But while we might want to be careful about making sure that people haven't forgotten anything, it does say something about us when we do have a very detailed definition of done. Imagine a list that had 30 items on it, three zero, 30 items. What does that say about what's going on in that environment? And I would put it to you that what it says is that there's a lack of trust. There is a lack of trust. It typically happens when maybe there's some suppliers involved. It might be nothing to do with the suppliers, and I'm not saying it's their fault, but there's this kind of organizational lack of trust in other people. It could be other teams and it could be in other sites, but essentially it comes down to lack of trust. And it almost begs the question, 
where does definition of done end and where does waterfall begin? We often hear people complaining about a definition of ready as a gate. We can't bring it in because it's not ready, which is not a very scrummy approach. You still have last chance to sort things out during sprint planning. But definition of done, when it's a really long detail, it's like that people won't be complying with it. You've lost the plot then. People, they will not understand. Why should they do all these things? It's, it's just too much. So it, what ends up happening is because it's too much, nothing happens. And so it begs the question, what would happen if we had higher trust uh, in the system? And what impact would that have on the definition of done? So what I often do is I do a thing, it's a liberating structure called critical uncertainties. And you can pick any two dimensions of a problem. And what I do say on the horizontal axis, I would have the level of trust. So on the left-hand side, I might have low trust. And on the right-hand side, I might have high trust. And the vertical line would be to do with the definition of done. Now, the minimum would be you had one, a clear but basic definition of done, not no definition of done. <laughs> In Scrum, you have a definition of done, that's it. So it didn't go that low. It didn't go to the basement. So a basic but clear definition of done at the bottom, and then at the top, a very detailed definition of done. And so you draw the vertical line, you draw the horizontal line, you end up with four quadrants. You end up with a situation where we have low trust and a very detailed definition of done. We've got low trust and a very basic definition of done. We've got high trust, very basic definition of done, but clear. And high trust, uh, very detailed definition of done, but clear. And, and what I do, what you can do with critical uncertainties, is you can ask people, how do you think people would be behaving in those quadrants? So, for example, if you had low trust, and a basic but clear definition of done, actually things could fall between the cracks because there's no trust. Maybe they won't, maybe everything will be fine. And maybe we'll actually earn trust, but what could happen, things could fall between the cracks. And so it becomes apparent to people, like, okay, it kind of reinforces that, oh yeah, sometimes we have a detailed definition done because we don't have enough trust. Okay, so they know and what kind of behaviors we have up there, they're not complying with the definition of done, they forgot what it was, all these kind of things. And then I go to the high trust side and say, what would happen, what kind of behaviors would you see if you had a high trust and a clear but basic definition of done? And they say nice things. Oh, it'd be lovely. We trust each other. If it's software development, do I really have to say every factor when it's just the way we do things around here? It's just like we, we trust each other. Do we have to write that down as a bullet line? We'd like to have maybe up to seven items, maybe three to five items on our definition of done things that we actually remember. So do we have to list all of those things? But then what would happen if you had a very detailed definition done with high trust? It might actually erode trust. And so for me, it all comes back to trust then. So if you have high trust, you don't need to have a very detailed definition of done, I would put to you. How do you increase trust? Trust is a big topic, isn't it? There's the trust coefficient, isn't there? And there's all sorts of different articles about trust. But let's come back to the Scrum values for a start. In Scrum, we've got the five Scrum values. I use the monomic Fokker. It's funny. Meet the Fokkers. They change the K to a C. Focus, openness, courage, commitment, and respect. And if the Scrum team and its stakeholders are really committed to those Scrum values and they're really striving to improve on those, trust should increase. Trust is also at the base of the triangle of the five dysfunctions of a team. If you don't have trust, there's lots of things that don't happen, lots of good things that don't happen. We don't have trust. There's more than one reason why trust is important. So how do you increase trust, I guess, is the question. And I don't have all the answers, but I think one of the things is might be no harm even again to do a sprint review and how are we doing against the scrum values how are we doing against the three pillars of scrum as well transparency inspection adaptation how transparent are we are people clear on what's actually really happening 
by looking at the three artifacts, the product backlog, the sprint backlog, and the increment. But also I would refer back to Richard Hackman's work as well, because he was an expert on teams. He studied teams in the US federal agencies. And it's not all about us singing songs and all that kind of stuff <laughs> all around the campfire and everybody's happy. And it's a two-way street, really. And to increase trust, we also need to deliver. We need to deliver, ideally, what we said we'd deliver in the spring call. That's what we commit to in Scrum. We commit to delivering the work from the spring call. And so I think it's a two-way street. I think we need to be looking at how we're behaving with each other. We need to be striving to improve how we're doing on the Scrum values. And we need to be delivering. And it's not true, in my opinion, that we need to wait for the team to be happy and we need to build up trust before the team can deliver. That's actually, you might not have a team for very long if that's your approach because the team might never deliver. And we do need to face some reality sometimes when we're being open that we need to have the courage to say the things that need to be sorted. So I've been asked a question here. Thank you for the question. So how do we use definition of done more efficiently at sprint planning? Thank you, having asked for that question. So really the definition of done should already be there before you go into sprint planning. And a lot of people kind of get confused that the best place to review the definition of done is actually at the sprint retrospective. When people say, hang on, the retrospective is at the end of the sprint. What do we do before we start the first sprint? It doesn't say this in the Scrum Guide. My personal opinion is when I start up with a team, we elaborate what's the vision for the product. If there's a vision, what's the product goal? Then we try, I might use a story map to break down the product goal into sub goals, into high level items, into more detailed items. And you end up with the product backlog on, on the wall. And I would also encourage the team to create their definition of done before they start their first sprint plan. Planning. And Avinash, I did another episode last week on sizing, so I won't dig too much into sizing. But when you're looking into, can we do this item in the sprint? Do we think we're comfortable about bringing this item in? You can use the definition of done as your reference point, if you like, to say, well, actually, to get this done, we have to do all these things. Do we really think that we can comfortably get that done within a sprint? How comfortable do we feel with that? And the mistake, Avinash, that a lot of teams make is they don't refer to their definition of done at all. So then, surprise, surprise, at the end of the sprint, they don't have a lot of work done because actually they didn't even know what done actually meant. So Avinash, come back to me with a follow-up question if that didn't address it properly, but I would use the definition of done as a reference point for planning. And really, if you want to improve how the team uses definition of done, I would say, even though you can have an organizational definition of done, and even though the intent behind that is to ensure that we don't forget things, be careful. I'm thinking of one of my clients at the moment of moving away from that kind of a model and moving more to a situation where the teams, the people in the teams are deciding what done means. If there's multiple teams working the same product, they need to work with each other to figure that out. But let them figure it out. And then let's together try to figure out a way, how can we increase trust? so that we don't need to have such a detailed definition of done, so that we do comply with our definition of done, we do respect it, and that then gives us a basis for continuous improvement. And the light bulb moment here is that when we ask teams to improve their definition of done, a lot of people think, oh, I have to add more items onto the definition of done, I have to do even more things. I'll leave this question with you. Maybe, just maybe, if you improve trust, maybe there'll be less items in your definition of done. That's my nugget for today. Thank you.